Life's full of blessings and of pain, full of losses and of gain, full of laughter and of tears, full of courage and of fear. It's full of joy and full of strife. It makes the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Where is your song? Why don't you sing? There is healing when we let our voices ring. Where is your voice? Where did it go? Why don't you let the music heal your soul? Where is your song? Had your share of ups and downs, standing still and spinning round. Victories and defeats, some bitter and some sweet. You've walked through darkness to the light to write the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Well, hello, everybody. It's me, Sam. I know it's been almost two weeks. You know, I'm, I have so much going on right now. It feels like time is just flying by. You know, when, when, uh, when I was working, I kept, I kept thinking that once I retire, you know, that I'm going to have time to get a lot of stuff done. And it just feels like, you know, I don't know where time goes anyway. And I still get up early. Like I've always been an early bird and I also thought that would change when I retired, you know, like now I can sleep in because I don't have to get ready for work or, you know, worry about a commute or whatever, even if the commute was, you know, to my home office, didn't really matter, you know, but I, so I thought I'd have all this time and it just feels like time flies. But anyway, so let me tell you what I've been up to for the last two weeks, I have been applying for jobs like crazy. Um, you know, I've got a lot of experience in the learning uh, facilitator development role, leadership development. I've got a lot of experience in that. And, you know, I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in professional development. And I've got some restrictions too. So, so let me elaborate a little bit. One single choice is about making that one choice. And, you know, I could go to a recruiter right now and tell them, you know, my uh, experience and, you know, my work history and my diplomas and degrees. I can tell them all that and I can get a job. But I'm being super picky. And, you know, I have to keep talking myself into being patient with these companies you know, knowing that eventually somebody's going to reach out to me and say, you know, you're, we want to interview you. So far, I've got nothing back except rejections. So out of 60, I guess it was more than, uh, more than 60 jobs that I put in for. I've only had like four or five rejections so far, which is, you know, fine. I don't mind the rejection that's, as I'm saying it, I'm telling myself, that's a lie. Of course you don't want the rejections. I'm the kind of person that I feel like 
if I can get an interview, I can get the job. I can sell myself, you know. I just have to get that interview. And I'm being a little picky, more picky with this than any other decision I've made because I want to make sure that that I am spending my time the way I want to. I want to work and I will work 10, 12 hours a day. I don't have a problem doing that. I just want to do it on my terms. You know, I want to work from home. I don't want to have to worry about being uprooted and moved somewhere. I like where I'm at. I'm close to my kids, my grandkids, um, you know, 10, 11 hours from the parents, I can get in the car and be there in a day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just kind of being a little bit more particular when I'm looking for work now. I, now, most of the jobs, like 99% of the jobs are remote, what I'm looking for. There there have been two so far that um, they're not remote, but... I've always had this dream to live in New York City. I've always wanted to live in New York City, always. And so one of the jobs is, um, I don't remember the exact title, but it's like a training manager worldwide for Hermes in New York. Like, okay, I got to put in for it, right? I mean, the I'm, I'm being pretty strict on the pay as well, only because I want to make as much or more than I made before I retired from my previous life. Um, and Hermes has a very good benefits package, but um, I, I'd move to New York City for that job. I, I feel like I could represent that brand pretty well. I mean, it is a, it is one of the most prestigious and luxury brands out there. But I feel like as uh, somebody who trains leadership that I can teach people. I could train people to sell this merchandise. I know I could. Anyway, so that's kind of what I've been doing for the last two weeks um, is just spending a lot of time doing that, getting my resume rewritten and you know, an, an amazing cover letter uh, that I put together with the help of AI as well. And I want to tell you about this, this hosting platform that I use for my podcast in case you guys ever have an idea that you want to do a podcast. Listen, you guys, when I jumped into this, I thought there is no way I'm going to be able to record and edit and launch a podcast. I don't know how to do that stuff. I mean, this is technology, right? Technology changes so fast that my grandkids are telling me things. And I'm like, when did that happen, right? This platform that I use is called Podcastle, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-L-E. This uh, platform is genius. For one thing, I pay $11 a month, something like that, for to use their platform. And it's got, it's got, it's so easy to use. I can't even explain because seriously, I taught myself how to do it in like 30 minutes. Editing is still a little tricky, but it's so great that they've got a virtual assistant starts out being um, like a chat bot, so it's not really a person. But if, they're, if you're questioned to them, 
is something that the chat bot can't answer, a person comes on the line and they don't just take care of you. They email you in a couple of days later and say, hey, are you doing good? What's going on? You know, to make sure that you're covered. So, so I was researching how to do a podcast before I ever started it. I was researching how hard it is and, you know, do you, what kind of equipment do you have to buy? You know, these fancy microphones and fancy editing software and, and all that stuff. And as I was doing that, I found Podcastle and I, I said, well, let me do the free trial because they had the free trial. And in the research, it said, a lot of people said, just do it. Okay. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, just do it because you can spend years preparing or, you know, weeks or months, whatever, preparing for this podcast. But until you just jump in and do it, you're never going to know if it's something that you want to do. So Podcastle made it so easy. And then launching, uh, you know, in Apple and Spotify and stuff like that, that's a little bit more difficult. But once you hook your Podcastle account to those accounts, it's seamless. I launch it, publish it on Podcastle site, and it's linked directly to those other two, and it just goes just like that. So if you guys are thinking about doing that or you need, you know, to do a video or whatever, and you're looking for good software to use, Podcastle is the best. I really... I've really enjoyed doing it. I don't know how I got on that, you guys, but I've had a lot of coffee today. It is 2.18 in the afternoon, and I've got my granddaughter overnight tonight, and I'm excited about it, but I'm always a little bit intimidated. I don't know if the rest of you guys are like this, but um, I just want her to be so happy here, and I want her to have fun. So I I put a little pressure on myself, and I, I'm a little intimidated by her. And I know that sounds crazy. She's she's going to be four in May, but it might sound crazy. And then some of you might say, no, four-year-olds can be intimidating because they're at that age where their personality is quite developed, their language is quite developed, and you never never know what's going to come out of their mouth. You know, when the kids were little, do you remember you could um, you could say pretty much anything in front of them and not worry about it? And I've got a mouth. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but I cuss like a sailor. I try not to when my granddaughter's around, and she's at that age now where she corrects me. She calls me Oma, and she says, uh, Oma, that's a potty word. I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. So here again, one single choice, I'm choosing to apologize because that's what we need to teach apologies to kids. Um, so anyway, I'm, it, it's 2.18. I don't know exactly what time she's going to come over. So uh, I wanted to get this, this episode out to you guys. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a lot planned, but I did want to talk to you about a couple things um, that I've done this past week and kind of give you guys a heads up on some things that I feel are coming. So I've been, while I've been applying for these jobs, I've kind of had law and court or law and crime TV on in the background. And I, I kind of follow um, some court cases that are going on. And there's one 
and I know you guys have all heard about this, um, the school shooter in Oxford, Michigan. Um, his name is Ethan Crumley. Now, he already was on trial. He was tried as an adult. He was convicted and sentenced already. And he's going away for life without the possibility of parole, which is what should have happened. I, 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 I back up that verdict. So his parents, both of his parents, um, are in jail right now for their charge was manslaughter, um, involuntary manslaughter. Uh, and this is the first time in history that parents of a school shooter have been held accountable. So I really got into this trial. This is another reason why I'm so late coming back to you guys, because for one thing, it happened in Michigan, and I grew up in Michigan, and I I feel like... Um, I feel like I can relate to people in Michigan um, a little bit better because I was there for so long. Now, I can't relate to this story at all because, you know, one single choice, as we've been talking about in each episode now, has different meanings. You make one single choice and then you have to live with the reper repercussions or repercussions of that choice, right? So these parents missed a lot of warning signs when it comes to their son. And I know probably in the back of their mind, they're saying, wow, we should have done something. But here is this woman. Uh, her name is Jennifer Crumley. And, you know, I want to feel bad for her. I want to feel bad because how do you know? You know, I raised two teenage sons. I remember how hard it is to communicate with them. I get it. But there are just, in this story, there were just way too many things, too many clues that she missed that her kid needed help. Now, I know being a young mom, uh, I had my kids early. My, um, my oldest son was born when I was... 20 and my youngest son was born when I was 21 so I was a young mom so I remember being very distracted when my kids were in school because I was trying to hold down a job and take care of a family and all that stuff you know it was difficult it was not easy to raise kids at that age but I feel like she this mom Jennifer Crumley she missed so many signs that something was wrong with her son. I, I mean, up to and including her son saying, I need help. I need a therapist. You know, kids don't just ask for help like that. I feel like she really missed um, a, an opportunity to take care of this. And then there's just a lot. There's a lot of other red flags that she should have noticed. And, you know, when your kid's having emotional issues and mental health issues like this, Going out and buying them a weapon for Christmas is probably not the best thing to do. So, you know, it was a little controversial when, when the verdict came down in her manslaughter case and she was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. It was a little controversial. You know, people are saying um, things like, well, how can the parents be held accountable for what their children do? And I have to say... 
that I believe that parents need to be held accountable for things that they've missed when it's this devastating. Now, you know, if your kids do something um, that's not, that doesn't take the life of someone else, I mean, then we can argue it. But four people were killed at that school. Somebody has to be held accountable. Now, Ethan will be in prison for the rest of his life for what he did at that school. But, I mean, if his parents would have just listened, just sat him down and said, you know, what's going on? Now, there it is. there's a little controversy there because the parents were called to the school that day. The day of the shooting, they were called to the school because um, their son had made little drawings on his math paper but these were drawings of guns, and they put on there, he put on there things like um, the blood everywhere, you had your chance to help me and you didn't, that kind of stuff. And so the parents met with the counselor at the school, and just, they decided to leave Ethan at school while they went back to work, because they had to go back to work, apparently. Now, I feel like that, leaving him there, was probably... I mean, it's not the, in hindsight, it's not the right thing. They should have taken him home. But when you're worried that your kid's going to kill themselves, and I mean, when you look at that picture, it could have meant that he was going to take his own life and the parents were worried. Oh my God, there's just so much they could have done during that time. You know, hindsight is 2020. Um, the part of the problem is, though, during that trial, one of the lawyers, and I believe it was the prosecution, asked the mom, Jennifer Crumley, uh, if you had to do things over again, would what would you change anything? And she said no. And honestly, that was really, that's kind of what sealed her fate to me, was when she said she wouldn't change anything. Because, oh my God. You know, after the fact, when you look, you can see all the signs that he was going to do something. You know, maybe she didn't see it at that moment. But now, I mean, there's no way to answer that without saying, of course, I would change things. Right. So she she was not a favorite of anyone there. Um, they haven't done the sentencing yet. And that I'm going to be curious about that. I mean, I do believe the parents should have been held accountable for this. I don't know if, you know, involuntary manslaughter is the charge, you know, maybe reckless endangerment. I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but um, I, I've spent a lot of time watching some court TV just because it takes one choice, right or wrong, one choice can change the trajectory of your life. And I mean, I know that's a little extreme talking about that, but I'm into some other court cases too. I mean, I would really make a good juror, I think, except I like to talk. And, you know, you really can't do that when you're on a jury. But um, I'm curious to see what they give her, what what her punishment will be for um, involuntary manslaughter. Um, I, you know what? I feel like if it was my kid that did it, I would... You know, I would kind of feel like my life was over as well. You put me away. I mean, it's hard to say what what you would do in that situation. I mean, they gave her a hard time for a lot of reasons. You know, like, you know, your kid's room was dirty and, you know, he was 
you know, calling out for help. But we don't know the whole story. We don't know everything that went on. And I did. I have raised a couple of teenage sons. It is difficult. It's difficult to get in there and know exactly what they're thinking. Um, just a really sad situation. Her husband's trial starts, because they were tried separately. Her husband's trial starts uh, March 5th. And I'm curious to see um, what his... I'm, I'm going to watch it, probably. I mean, I might not watch the whole thing, but... I'm going to watch it and see which way they go with his case. Or if he stands up and says, you know, I am guilty of involuntary manslaughter. So they we don't have to go through another trial since his wife was already convicted. I, I kind of feel like that's the way to do it. But anyway, yeah, one single choice. Making that choice, those choices that they made that day. Um, you know, choosing to leave your son in school that day instead of taking him home. I mean, we'll really never know. We'll never know exactly what happened that day. But yeah, one single choice. So um, yeah, so I am really excited this weekend, Super Bowl. I wanted to talk to you guys a minute about Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs in that order. Because I, you know what, I found this thing on TikTok where, you know, people are giving her such a hard time. And because she's, you know, she's seeing Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. And so what? So what? Leave her alone, poor thing. I mean, this is her boyfriend. So he plays football. I mean, she's made a lot of money for NFL. So people who are complaining about Taylor Swift... Oh, back down. Just back down. Let her enjoy her man and his game. I mean, this is just, this is just women empowerment. Like she is, I don't know if you guys watched the, um, the Grammys, but wow, so many women winning, you know, we're taking over the world. Celine Dion was there. Um, I mean, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but uh, Miley Cyrus won her first Grammy, and of course Taylor Swift won another Grammy. I thought it was really good. Anyway, um, I don't have a whole lot more today. I um, I am going to continue my hunt for the perfect job, and I'm going to work on some content for my podcast because, I mean, I feel like the things we talk about are pretty relevant. Um I didn't have a whole lot of relevancy today, but, you know, talking about one single choice is a big deal because every day we choose, we choose things, choosing to be kind, choosing to be patient, choosing to say, I'm sorry. That's hard for some people. Saying I'm sorry is so hard and it shouldn't be. It's a simple phrase practice it you guys I'm sorry I'm sorry mean it you have to mean it can't come out sarcastic but saying I'm sorry is a big deal if people would do more of that this world would be a whole lot better place I um I was driving home from the store yesterday and this guy pulled out in front of me I mean I had to slam on my brakes and I looked up and he was flipping me off. He pulled out in front of me. 
and he was flipping me off. So there were several things I could have done in that moment. I could have done the same thing back to him, but I didn't. I smiled and I waved. And I think I really confused him because, you know, living in the city, he's probably not thinking, you know, he's probably thinking, well, that lady's a lunatic. She just waved and smiled at me. She must not have seen my finger. No, I saw your finger, but I chose to be the bigger person. It's all about choices. Um, yeah, so Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to watch the grandson play soccer on Saturday. I didn't realize that I was going to be such a soccer fan, but it's really exciting. I enjoy watching him play. Um, he's a very tall dude and he's 13, but he's so tall. He's taller than me and he's running in there and playing and it's just so exciting to me, you guys. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm not doing a whole lot else. I'm looking forward to visiting with a friend who moved back to my area from Europe. Um, she's actually taking over my old position where I used to work in the place that will not be mentioned. So yeah, I'm really excited to see her so, so we can catch up. It's been a long time. So I just want to wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day. If I don't talk to you, um, for the heartbroken out there, those of you who are still grieving your relationships and grieving what could have been, I want you to think of Valentine's Day as kind of, it's love day. You know, it's not about the romance it can be about just loving and being loved. I made my grandkids um, a candy salad. Have you seen those on TikTok? So a candy salad is, I took all the reds and pinks and whites, the candies that all the stores have now for Valentine's Day, and I dumped them all in a salad bowl and I shook them up to where they were all mixed up, different flavors and textures and everything. And then I poured it into a vase and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I already gave it to them. I gave it to them on Saturday when I saw them this past weekend because I won't see them. Well, I guess actually I will see them before Valentine's Day. But anyway, I didn't know that I would. So I made them that candy salad and that was a hit. But Valentine's Day doesn't have to be about romance. It can be about friendship. It can be about fellowship. It can be about family. Make it what you want to make it. Don't turn your nose on the holiday. And I say this, even though I have this shirt. Oh man, I got to put this shirt on. I totally forgot that I had it. But it said, um, it's, it's a black shirt with a red heart on it. And it says, um, when it's Valentine's Day, but you're dead inside. <laughs> it's an old shirt. I've since given that up. I don't, I don't, I don't need that shirt anymore because I'm not dead on the inside. I have a lot of love to give and I am giving it. I got to tell you that for the last year, I've gotten closer to several family members and I've been a better friend just because I spend time taking care of my friends and my family. So, um, so be there for somebody, you know, and celebrate the holiday. It can be just about loving your dog or loving your cat, 
But happy Valentine's Day to you guys and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the Super Bowl and all the commercials and the deliciousness that comes with Super Bowl Sunday. Um, inspire somebody. Take this week just to inspire somebody, okay? Because all of you inspire me every day to do better and to be better. Go out there and be fierce, my friends. Until next time, ciao. It makes the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Where is your song? Why don't you sing? There is healing when we let our voices ring. Where is your voice? Where did it go? Why don't you let the music heal your soul? Where is your song? You've had your share of ups and downs, standing still and spinning round. Victories and defeat, some bitter and some sweet. You've walked through darkness to the light. To write the lyrics of your life, where is your song? Where is your song?